Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome back to Off the Shelf here on Breadbox Media. I'm your host, Pete Sox, a Catholic book blogger. Today we have with us Dr. Stella Emanuel. She's a successful physician with an active practice in Houston, as well as the founder of Power Ministry in Katy, Texas. She devotes her life and resources to teaching believers everywhere to identify the sources of spiritual weakness, deception, and defeat, to learn strategies of warfare to enable them to get and maintain their freedom, Today, we'll be discussing her book, Let America Live, Exposing the Hidden Agenda Behind the 2020 Pandemic, My Journey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Stella. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here today. And thanks for being with us. And I guess to start, I want us to understand fully um, your qualifications, because what most have heard is a false narrative presented by the press. So can you yeah. tell us a bit about how you became a doctor and what your practice entailed pre-pandemic? Yes. Um, I actually, I went to medical school in Nigeria. I'm from Cameroon, West Africa, uh, Central Africa. I went to medical school in Nigeria. I graduated medical school in 1990. I've been a doctor for 30 years. And I moved to, and I moved to um, America in 1992. Um, I took my exams, did residency in New York, Bronx Lebanon Medical, uh, Bronx Lebanon Medical Center. I uh, I did residency in pediatrics, but you know when we train, when we finish medical school, we do general medicine in Africa. We don't do pediatrics or or you know ophthalmology. So I was a general practitioner before I came here. So okay. I got the first residency that I was able to get into, which was pediatrics, and I loved pediatrics. But I also continued working in the emergency room on and off to kind of maintain my general practice. And about maybe six years ago, the Lord told me to move to Texas. I was in Louisiana practicing after I finished in, 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 in New York. I moved to Louisiana and I was practicing there for about 15 years, running a pediatric clinic, working in the emergency room every now and then. And then uh, about six years ago, the Lord told me to move to Houston. And um, at that time, um, I could not get a Texas license. They had all kinds of restrictions for foreign graduates. So I basically... Uh, shut down my pediatric practice and then I went into doing um I went into doing I went to work in the emergency room so I was working in the emergency room so 
I will come down to Houston, run church, then go back to Louisiana during the week to do emergency room medicine. Mm-hmm. I did that for three years. And um, eventually, um, with the advent of Hurricane Harvey, they changed the rules and I was able to apply for a Texas license. So I did apply for a Texas license. I got my license in 2019, September. And um, I just started a practice in Houston and six months later, COVID hit. Mm. Being that I was an emergency room physician, I basically mm. did a lot of the, um, I was, in fact, it was like the training that I needed to deal with, you know, respiratory problems and take care of, you know, uh, urgent situations mm-hmm. was just in time, you know. So I also trained in Africa where we're used to hydroxychloroquine, chloroquine, mefloquine, and using all these malaria medications. So when COVID hit, I was kind of terrified. Mm-hmm. Practice I had acquired, I had 20%, 15 to 20% of my patients were from China, you know, um, Japan, and the Middle East, Far East. Um, the doctor that owned the practice prior to me was from Japan. So we, he had a lot of Middle Easterners. And so you can imagine being in a situation where there's this China virus that's coming in. And then my practice has about 20% patients from Asia. Mm-hmm. We, we were terrified. We were wearing hazmat suits and dressed as if we were about to go to outer space. We were really, really terrified. And so we were praying. And of course, the Lord started showing me some of the battles that were in, involved in this thing. So um, a pharmacy friend of mine called me and told me that they are using hydroxychloroquine in Europe. I was like, wow, oh, that's great. I'm used to the medication. We give it to babies, old people, pregnant women. It's a very safe medication. I've given it to people traveling abroad to um, malaria endemic zones. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much comfortable using it. So I basically started using the malaria dose and treating patients. Eventually, we got more, some information from um, um, Dr. Didi Raho and uh, Dr. Zelenko. And then we added Zitromax zinc. And it was amazing the results we were getting. If you saw a patient within the first few days, maybe maybe below five days of the disease, they got better so fast, you know, and um, I was excited. Mm-hmm. I went online on Facebook, started posting out that, you know, we're treating COVID patients, they were doing very well, and COVID, you know, we're treating patients and they were doing well. <laughs> I was part of this medical group that has over 30,000 doctors. I got attacked. I got, they're like, oh no, it doesn't work. And, and about that time, Trump had just come out and said that um, they need, um, they had just come out to say that they should uh, use hydroxychloroquine. So, of course, the left collectively lost their mind, mm-hmm. used their politics instead of thinking about what was good for the patient. So they attacked me, they vilified me, they called me names. And then, of course, there were other doctors that were also treating patients like Brian Proctor in McKinney and Richard also, and, um, you know, so we basically just found each other, you know. Some I was on Twitter fighting some battles on Twitter, and somebody said, have you met Dr. Oso? So I found him down here, and I called his office, and he, man, he was in Houston, and the day I called his office, we talked for like two hours. We were like, oh, my God, was, we were so thankful to have some other person that sees what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember that after I spoke to Richard also that day, the next day he tried to reach me and he couldn't reach me and he was terrified. He thought they had done something to me. <laughs> that is the kind of fear and intimidation we were operating under just to treat, treat patients. Yeah. Yeah. So sometime around May of 2020, I, had re- I just realized that this thing is not a medical battle. It's a propaganda battle. And with a lot of things the Lord had been showing me was a spiritual battle. And I started reading and doing a lot of research and finding out about, you know, the vaccine preparation and luciferous being in some of the vaccines and stuff 
of course, I, t- I was telling people, I said, this thing is not going anywhere. This is a spiritual battle. And at that time, people just thought I was intense, you know. Mm-hmm. So as we started hooking up together, that is how I got introduced to um, to the frontline doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, Simone Gold had held, held a program in, in New York, in, in Washington, D.C. They held a conference before. So the second conference that they were going to, they invited me. So, of course, I was ready to go tell the world that this stuff is wrong, you know. Right. So that brings one question to mind because you could have just stayed in Houston and and continued to live your life and and not put yourself out there in the manner you did. So why was it so important for you to do that? And and did you hesitate at all, or was you know the the mission of saving lives more important than maybe your own? Yeah, comfort? I knew that there was something evil coming on the land, which God had been showing me for years, and I was just not gonna sit down, you know. It's like the story of Esther. If you don't raise up your voice to fight for the people, God will raise deliverance from somewhere else. But you yourself will perish. When when we were going to D.C., I, I called my family and I sat down with them. I said, I'm going to go to D.C. In fact, I had been so eager to get into the battle somehow. I had called my family. And I said, I wanted to go to New York. And if I die, I die. But I'm not going to just sit down here and let people die. You know, so <laughs> I wanted to walk in New York at that time when they were having all this you know, there was just so many people dying in New York. So I, then, of course, by May, the thing hit Texas. So I was right in the forefront of it. So I just, I called my family. I told my family, I said, I'm going to D.C. These people are evil. These people are lying. These people want to kill us. I, um, COVID is completely treatable. It's completely preventable. I've taken care of, at that time, I had taken care of 350 patients. And I didn't have it. We, had, we hadn't had any casualty. We were taking care of diabetics. 78-year-old diabetics, 82-year-olds, you know, something. So we are taking care of all kinds of patients that would have, should have died, but they didn't die. So I was like, no, 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 we can't sit down here and let people die. I just couldn't. I, what was I going to tell God that I was on earth? He gave me wisdom. He gave me revelation. He put me in place, and I just sat down. So I told my family, I said, I'm going to D.C. If I perish, I perish. If they kill me, so be it. But I'm not going to sit down here and let the American people die. So that was the mindset I was with when I got to DC. I was I was totally at that. If I perish, I perish. I'm gonna say whatever I have to say. If you like, shoot me. And when you get to that place, you're pretty much bold, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So on that day, I just I was praying on that day as, as I stepped onto the microphone. I was telling the Lord, I said, Father, use me, use my voice, use my voice, use my voice. As I was just speaking, as I stood on my I started talking. I was just talking. I I mean I I cared less what anybody thought. I was like, if this is the hill I get, I die on, then this is the hill I die on. Mm-hmm. You know, Archie knows hydroxychloroquine works. He's lying. I need his urine samples. And Gupta is crazy. I mean, I just went off on everybody. As I was talking. <laughs> I didn't even know that God had prepared the heavens to open and send me internationally. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, when we finished that talk, I actually went to my hotel room. And then somebody called me and said, um, oh my God, your video the video is going viral. We had 4 million views on the whole video. And then they just cut my part of the video and it started going. I said, okay. <laughs> they said, then I heard that <laughs> uh, Trump's son tweeted me. I said, wow. Then the next time I heard the president has retweeted my video. I was like, whoa. And at that time, the whole of the forces of hell descended upon me. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, we need to stop her. Her voice is too loud, you know. <laughs> and then you see, but I do believe that that day was just really, um, God in his infinite mercy had actually just opened the gates to give respite to humanity. Prior to that day, everybody was caged in fear, 
the whole globe was skating in fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I just believe that that day was like a watershed moment. Something broke in the spirit. And people that gave people hope, it gave people the idea that there was healing that came to the nation, healing that came to the whole world. With just that, hydroxychloroquine works. You don't have to die. COVID is treatable. Don't listen to these people. They are lying to you. You know, so there was something, the anointing was upon my voice, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and that something shattered in the spirit. And and since then, <laughs> nothing has been the same. Mm-hmm. It, it just really, really just threw like a, 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 wrench, a wrench in the uh, in the tire of the uh, globalists and their desire to destroy humanity. And since then, many people have woke up, scientists, doctors that were scared, started speaking up. Those that knew that there was something wrong, but they didn't know who to talk to, they started speaking up, we started connecting, build big teams. We have teams of doctors right now everywhere that are standing and fighting. Even doctors in academia woke up. I'm talking about people like found their voice. People like Harvey Rich, people like, you know, Peter McCullough, they all found their voice and started speaking fiercely, you know. And, you know, and, you know, there's always this um, safety in numbers. So the more doctors that are speaking, the more of us that are speaking, the, the less they could beat and kill one of us. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. basically, um, right now we have, and then, of course, that was the beginning of humanity waking up. And we kept saying at that time, I said, you know, this thing is a Trojan horse for vaccines. And the vaccine is luciferous. The vaccine has is, is the precursor to the mark of the beast. And, you know, the Moderna vaccine has luciferous in it. And, you know, the Moderna CEO says that they are hacking the software of life. And um, Bayer CEO said they're giving us gene therapy. And, I mean, these people, they are not hiding it. Bill Gates said they would depopulate the world. 10 to 15 percent with vaccines so uh, we started sending out all these little videos and clips you know um the owner the um, founder of the great reset Klaus Schwab, did an interview with charlie rose mm-hmm. and in that interview he said that in the fourth industrial revolution it's not we it's not the thing that we do that would change it will be us if we take gene editing if we take gene editing so, so there was just so much, and um, you know, a lot of this stuff has been done through DAPA. I went to do research, found um, mm-hmm. Amy Cruz that used to work for DAPA, telling people how they want to upgrade us to human 2.0. Found Charles Morgan that you know, neuroscientist used to work for the Navy. I gave a lecture at West Point, and all this stuff is on, all this stuff is on YouTube. You can mm-hmm. actually pull it up. Charles Morgan gave a, a lecture at West Point and said that um, they were going to be able to program us, you know, teach us things, insert false memories into our head, give us memories while we sleep. They're going to be able to talk, take our minds, hook up to the Internet of Things, brain-to-brain networking, brain-to-internet networking. I mean, so this is such craziness. Uh-huh. And they have a technology right now called CRISPR technology that they can precisely edit your genes. So I'm thinking, if you have such a great technology, why don't you use it for sickle cell patients? Why don't you use it for patients with muscular dystrophy and cystic fibrosis so that these people can live not normal lives? Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They want to use it to edit the genetic code of humanity. And that is what this vaccine is all about. COVID is a very treatable disease. COVID's casualty is not even that high. The spirit of fear was released over the nation. Mm-hmm. And that spirit of fear has been the driving force behind humanity acting like a herd of sheep. You know, yeah, 
And, and you, you raised that interesting point, and I've said it myself in conversation with folks. In the beginning days of COVID, I think it was legitimate for to have that fear because mm-hmm. it was a total unknown to us. Um, yes. We had no clue what it was. But as time passed, uh, you know, as with most uh, diseases in our history, that fear mm-hmm. should be subsiding, but it's not. They yes, keep feeding it. Too- they want it to continue until all 7 billion people are vaccinated. It's not going to happen. They're not going to win. Too many people are woke now. There are many people right now that would rather die than get vaccinated. You know, I would die human. I'm not going to get genetically edited. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of COVID. <laughs> there are more people, more people are scared of the vaccine now than they are scared of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, COVID itself is treatable, it's preventable. We've treated over 100,000 patients between treatment and prophylaxis. Recently, we've probably lost maybe 20 patients because months, because of, of my reputation and my name, People are coming to me that I'm very sick. People are coming to our clinic with oxygen of like 60, almost half dead. Mm-hmm. And they're rushing into our clinic. And at that time, it's too late to save them. Right. Or people are, just because they're not hearing until it's too late. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that um, that have just happened now that people are like, okay, I mean, if we put a hundred, if I personally have put a hundred thousand people on hydroxychloroquine, think about how many people in the country period are on hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. You know something, or ivermectin, you know something. So basically, I tell everybody, if there's anything you can hear from me today, is get hydroxychloroquine, get ivermectin in your medicine cabinet. Don't wait till you get sick. Don't wait till you can't breathe. COVID is treated early. When treated early, it's very treatable and very preventable. If you wait till you are, you, you, you because some people think, I think I'm just going to be able to fight it off. By the time you realize that you're not going to be able to fight it off, by then it will be, it will be too late it's for the medicines late. to work. Yes. So everybody needs to get this stuff in their medicine cabinet. If they go on our website, drstellamd.com, drstellamd.com, every single person you can get. We have doctors in all 50 states, including the islands, Hawaii, Guam, and everything, that are licensed in all 50 states. We have pharmacy, mom and pop pharmacies that will ship to all 50 states all over the world. So we want to make sure that you get it in your medicine cabinet. If there's anything that you should do is do that. Mm-hmm. When you get it in your medicine cabinet, if something happens, you have it. You know where to get it. You know you, you all you're needing from us is what to do when you get mm-hmm. the medication. We cannot see people in an emergency basis. We have gotten off radar because a lot of the, uh, a lot of the um, mainstream pharmacies have been a really, really pain in the head trying to treat patients. The pharmacists, they would, they would, just, they would um, cancel your prescriptions, they will refuse to fill it, they will report us to the board, all kinds of craziness. So we have networked with a bunch of mom and pop pharmacies all over the nation. It's done two things. It's kept these mom and pop pharmacies the ability to get medication and to get their business back on track. And the second thing that it has done is that it has taken us off radar. So if we're going to ship the medications to you when you're sick, it takes at least 24 to 48 hours to get to you. But if you have it in your medicine cabinet, we can just tell you how to use it. So everybody, tell your cousins, your friends, your, your you know, whoever, just get this thing on your medicine cabinet. Get refills. Just get it. Hold mm-hmm. on to it. Put it. You know, usually you should take it once a week for prevention. Get the vitamins. We have vitamin C, D, zinc, and quercetin in one pill. Not just get this stuff. Put keep it at home. Mm-hmm. Have it. So that that way you don't wait till you're sick and then you're trying to reach us and we're overwhelmed and and every now we're not overwhelmed but it takes 48 hours at least for you to get medication to you 
Right. But if you if you have it in your medicine cabinet, when you get that first sniffle, you take it. The second thing I would say is that please don't wait. If you get a sniffle or you start getting allergies or you start getting cough, don't say, well, it's just my allergies or maybe it's just a cold. For people that live in malaria endemic zones, like in West Africa, when they get cough, runny nose, the first thing they do is they take malaria medicine before they start wondering whether it's something else. So right now, COVID is endemic because COVID is endemic. At the first sign of any kind of respiratory infection, take a dose of hydroxychloroquine. Take your, take your medicine at the sign of, you know, don't, if you take hydroxychloroquine or take avomectin, those are very extremely safe medications. Their safety profile has been studied for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's not, you know, something, if you take it, it's not going to hurt you. Take it. If it's not the COVID, then nothing happens, you know? Right. So that that is a mindset that we have to have right now in this nation, that we live in a, an era right now where COVID is endemic and we treat it as an endemic disease. So any symptom that looks like, sounds like, smells like COVID, take hydroxychloroquine, take ivermectin. That's the way me and my staff do. And I've never, I've not had COVID since all these things started. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you go on our website, everybody right now can get their prescription. Go on drstellamd.com, drstellamd.com. Get it. Get my book. Uh, you, you can get a book on Amazon. You can get it on Charisma Magazine. You can get it in Barnes & Nobles. This book gives a deep, a deep picture of this whole pandemic. It gives a deep picture, even has COVID uh, treatment protocols in the book. It has mm-hmm. prayers. It has prayers. You've read the book, right? So it has yes, prayers for nation. It has prayers for marriages, for homes. It has prayers for revival. It has, you know something. So it's a deep, the book is really, really deep. Mm-hmm. I have written a book, um, 10 Point Plan to Disciple America Back to God about maybe in 2008 or so. And I added a copy of that book into this book, you know, because mm-hmm. it has all the prayers that we need. Yep. We, we as a nation need to rise up. America is the last hope for humanity. Canada is caged already. Places like Sweden, they're already giving the mark of the beast. Places like Australia, we know what's happening in Australia. Mm-hmm. They've just totally caged Australians. And many other places are caged already. America is the last beacon of freedom. America is the last hope of people that are still going to stand and fight for our freedoms. So I would tell Americans, number one, don't ever give up your guns. Don't ever let anybody take away our guns. That is what happened in Australia, remember? Mm-hmm. After the Christchurch shooting, we gave up, they gave their guns up. And look at what's happening to them right now. Yep. Don't ever give up your rights. The reason why they're able to do this to us is because we comply. We need to stop complying. I'm, I'm thankful for the judge in Louisiana that put an injunction against Biden's mandates all over the nation. America is the only country that is fighting this back. Mm-hmm. And you and I are in the forefront of this fight and all our listeners. So that you, you remember that you have a part to play. Go out right now. The, the midterm elections are coming. Go out, run for office. Replace these minions and these demonic people that are trying to destroy our nation. I came to this country 30 years ago. My country, my home country, Cameroon, my, my birth country, Cameroon, mm-hmm. is there so much chaos going on there right now, war and everything. This is my land. You know, I'm an American and mm-hmm. I don't have anywhere else to go. I have to fight for my nation and we need to wake up and fight. This country is worth fighting for. America is worth saving. America is worth fighting for because this, there's no other country in the world like this nation. And if we don't fight, if America goes down, the world goes down. Mm-hmm. So that is why we're fighting with every fiber of our being. And we need to, everybody raise up, share the videos when you see them, share this information to your family members. Get your family members on hydroxy. Don't let the devil kill them. Don't let these globalists that are, that are demonic, don't let them kill your family. And the most important, pray. 
And I say for those that have taken the vaccine, there is deliverance. There is a, there is hope. If you are, because you see, the Bible says in Revelation 13, verse 17, that you will not be able to buy or sell if you have the mark of the beast, the name of the beast, or the number of his name. There are three different things. Once you take on the mark of the beast, you're doomed. But right now, they are giving the name of the beast and the number of his name. And I think you can still get, not think, I know you can get delivered from it. But you just have to repent. Just like most people that have taken the vaccine, they are being programmed already on the internet of things, and it's hard for them to repent. If you have family members that have taken the vaccine, pray that they will repent. If you've taken the vaccine and you're scared and you're worried, just repent. Ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you. Tell the Lord you were, you were deceived. And then pray for the blood of Jesus, the blood of the everlasting covenant, the blood that speaketh better things upon our lives and the blood of Abel to flow through you and cleanse you. We have had people come here for deliverance from the vaccine. We will pray for them. The minute they repent and we start praying, there's usually a reaction on the vaccine side. Some people will feel cramping. Some people, their hand will start shaking. Some people, stuff will be running up and down their hands. And then they will go through deliverance and they'll be released. Mm -hmm. So we are casting it. Why? It is a Luciferian technology. If it's Luciferian technology, at the mention of the name of Jesus, the devil has to come out. So because it's Luciferian, we can cast it out. So we need to, the church need to wake up and start praying for people and casting this vaccine out of them. We're doing it. We have a prayer program coming that pray away into 2022, starting from the 27th of December all the way to, um, we'll, overnight all the way to the 1st. And we're praying, we're praying deliverance prayers for the vaccinated. We're praying for um, our nation, praying for mm -hmm. healing over the land praying for God to thwart the purposes of this, this globalist. The Bible says that, you know, man might devise a wicked thing, but it's the counsel of the Lord that stands. We're praying for repentance, repenting on behalf of the nation, the sins, our sins, the evil that we've done that has allowed our enemies to overtake us. The Bible says before we were afflicted, we went astray. Mm -hmm. We as nation, we've gone astray. We've left the light of God and done our own thing. It's time for us to come back to the throne of grace and repent. Mm -hmm. if God is faithful and gracious to forgive us and to heal our land. The Bible says in, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and, and turn away from their wicked ways, seek the face of the Lord, turn from their wicked ways, God will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. The big problem has been with all the affliction that we've gone through. I, I keep wondering, why can't we find our way to the mercy seat? When Jonah went and preached to Nineveh, that 40 days Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites, they got up, even a gentile king got up and they all repented. They laid on sackcloth and ashes. They fasted, the animals fasted, the children fasted, and they cried out to God. And God, you know, turned away the wrath upon them. So when you, our enemies are overtaking us, especially a nation like America, that was a nation that was under God, then there's something we have done wrong. We have brought profession into the land, homosexuality, legalized abortion, mm -hmm. you know, perverted our children, child sacrifice, you know, child abuse, you know, we have become chasing money and purpose, almighty dollar, and we've forsaken God. That yeah. is why our enemy is overtaking us. That's exactly it, right. Because this problem it, developed long before this pandemic. Yes, yes. The pandemic is just a root. It's just um, an example of of a nation that has a nation under judgment you know many many preachers we have been preaching um john molinde and jonathan khan 
We've been calling America to repentance for years. Many preachers, many genuine men of God, not the, you know, the whitewashed sepulchral ones that have big churches and they don't care about the people. We've been saying that, you know, judgment is coming upon the land. Repent, repent, repent. And we've not heard. But when judgment comes upon the land, we should repent. You know, if you read the book of Judges, every time the children of Israel will sin against God, God will give them into the hands of their enemies. The Midianites, the Ammonites, the, you know, the Chaldeans, the Sabin, Jabin, the Assyrians. And they will repent and then they will cry out to God and God will send them a deliverer and they'll be delivered. And then they will, when the deliverer dies, it will happen again. Mm-hmm. They, they'll go, go astray again. But they knew how to cry out to God when their enemies was afflicting them. My question is that, oh, America, why can't you find your way back to the mercy seat and cry out to God? That is one of the reasons why we want to do this prayer program because we want, to, we want people to come and pray, lay out on your faces, repent, repent and say, America, repent, turn back to God, repent. Let us t- go back to God. He might be He might be gracious and merciful to us because without mercy, if we don't go back, if we don't repent and get revival and we go into tribulation without revival, many, many people are going to die. If you read in Revelation 6, and I tell people, read Revelation, read Matthew 24, read Daniel 2, you know what I'm saying, read Thessalonians, know what is coming, be, be grounded in scripture. Most Christians don't know the Bible, so they don't know the word of God, so they don't know what is God's requirement. They don't know what is coming. They don't, they don't see what's going on. I, I may talk to many Christians that have never heard about the mark of the beast. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, if they say you will not be able to buy or sell it in Revelation, have you ever heard it? No. I'm looking at, you're a Christian? I don't even understand. I'm not even talking about a casual Christian, you know, Pentecostal Christian. All they've been hearing is catch your break to next level because of the wolves that we have in the church right now. Mm-hmm. So it's time for us to repent and go to God and see whether God will show us mercy. In Revelation 6, uh, 6 um, you see the, the um, horsemen of the apocalypse. And the first one is a conqueror. That means we're being given, this is what's happening, we're being given over to the enemy to conquer us and overtake us. The second horse of the apocalypse is war and chaos and disagreement and, you know, just chaos between nations and people. And we see it right now, division and chaos. The third horse of the apocalypse is famine. And if you know right now, if you see this, the, you know, food is being supply chains and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So they are preparing for all these things. The fourth horse of the apocalypse, uh, sir, is death and hell. That's so crazy that one third of humanity will die by famine, die by war, die by pestilences. One third of humanity. It doesn't matter if we die, if we die saved. Mm-hmm. So if we don't go through revival before tribulation comes, a third of humanity will die and go to hell. That's why the fourth horse of the apocalypse is death and hell. So they will die and go to hell. If we don't have revival, but if we have revival and we still go into tribulation, at least a lot of people, if they die, they'll go to heaven. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. To die in to live is Christ, to die is gain. So I'm not afraid to die and nobody should be afraid to die. You should just be worried who you belong to. If you're right. a child of God, if you're living a life of righteousness, I say that because there are a lot of Christians... People that claim that they are Christians, they are still living a life of sin. If you're living a life of sin and iniquity, you're going to get left behind. God is a God of justice. God is a God of love. And a God of love will punish sin. Mm. So the Lord Jesus is not coming back as baby Jesus. He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as the righteous judge. In the book of Revelation 6, it is the Lord Jesus that opens those seals and releases those judgments upon the earth. 
So we have to read the Bible and know the true story and stop it, ha- having this deceptive doctrine of demons that make mm-hmm. us think that all is well, everything is fine, God is good, everything is good. God is good, yes, but God is also judgment. God is also wrath. God is long-suffering, yes, and he has been so long-suffering with us. And it's time for us to cry out to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's my prayer. I said, you know, America, wake up, repent. Go back to the throne of grace. Let's find our way to the throne of grace. God might have mercy and deliver us. Absolutely. If not, our enemies will overtake us. Yep. You see, this this a lot of people that are fighting this battle, a lot of people that are in the forefront of the battle, the patriots that are fighting, <laughs> they are not Christians. Or even if they are Christians, they are lukewarm Christians living in sin, coming to the to the battle with your boyfriend. <laughs> you don't you don't fight Pharaoh in Pharaoh's court. You ask Moses. Moses tried to fight Pharaoh while still living in Pharaoh's court and got and almost got killed. So a lot of the people that are fighting, they don't know God. A lot of people that are fighting are into some new age doctrine. A lot of them that are fighting are into some, you know, woo-woo philosophy. But the church that is supposed to be the, the main fighter of the battle is asleep. The church needs to wake up. It was only the church that it was given unto by the Lord himself in Luke 10, 19. Power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the works of darkness and nothing will hurt us. So I'm just saying um, we need to pray. We need to stand, you know. It's time to do, you know, corporate prayer, not just, when you say we need to pray, people will tell you, oh, I pray in my house. Yes, I pray in my house too. But the Bible says one would chase a thousand and two would chase 10,000. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to lock us in our houses. He doesn't want us to go out and go pray. We can get off here and travel to different places for vacation and go to Astro World and Disney World and stuff like that. But we can't get up and pack our bags and go to a prayer closet. It is time for us to pack our bags. We have a big ranch here in, in, in Brookshire, Texas, right outside Houston. A huge ranch that we just purchased. And we're going to be having this major prayer program. So we're calling on everybody to come. If you go on our website, drstellamd.com, we're going to have it on there where the ranch is so that you can come for prayer. We need to we need to pray. We need to fight for our family, fight for our children. A lot of our children have been indoctrinated. A lot of our family members have been indoctrinated. We're, we're, we're losing a whole generation. We need to pray that the healing balm of Gilead will flow through this land because, you know, if God's healing flows, all this stuff will stop. If yep. God just rises up and blinks, <laughs> all this stuff will stop. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, we, God is not going to do it until we speak. And we're studying, we're, we're reading the book of Genesis 6 and I was telling my church folks, I said, listen, we have to take it seriously because in Genesis 6, God destroyed the whole world except eight people. So we need this idea that God is not going to do anything bad to people. is not true. God is long-suffering, but somewhere along the line, our iniquity will be full. Mm-hmm. When our iniquity is full, God is going to judge the nations of the world. And I think that we're running close. That is why uh, it's so important that we have revival. Mm-hmm. It's so important that we, we, we preach the gospel and tell people about Jesus. Absolutely. It's so important that we bring our families to Christ because if they don't have the light, they will, they will be consumed in the in the evil that is coming. Mm-hmm. But we pray that God in his infinite mercy will hear our cry, raise people up to pray and, you know, raise watchmen on the wall so that, you know, people we will get delivered from this, you know, by his grace. Yeah, yeah so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's heavy. It's heavy. It is. 
And Dr. Stella, excellent book. And there's more to it than obviously, as you pointed out, there's more to it than just talking about the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. This country's had problems for a long time and they're, they're, they're coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend people get the book and check it out. Where can people get your book, Let America Live? Uh, they can get it on Amazon. They can get it on Barnes and Nobles. They can get it on our website. And in every way, you can buy books. Okay. You can get it on Charisma Magazine, Charisma House. You know, you can down, you can get it from Amazon too, though. But you can get it on our website, drstellamd.com. You can follow me on Rumble. Follow me on uh, Gab.com and um, Telegram. I'm on Facebook, but I don't write much there because <laughs> I get censored. I'm on Facebook and YouTube, but I don't write much there because I get censored. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, you can get the book on our website. You can get it from Amazon.com and, you know, just... Excellent. Dr. Stella, thank you so so much for taking time out of your day and spending with us. Any closing thoughts? Yes. Closing thoughts. I give three things. Number one, this is a spiritual battle. It's an invisible battle. Get prevention. Get hydroxychloroquine. Get ivermectin. You can get it on our website. In all 50 states, we have doctors licensed in all 50 states. Make sure you have it in your medicine cabinet. Don't wait till you get sick. Your life, your family, and everybody is dependent on you guys having this prevention at home. Number two, pray. Read the Bible. Repent for your sins. Gather together and pray. Get Don't just pray in your house by yourself. Get a few people gather together. Pray. You can come for a prayer program. It's like it says in Texas. It's a physical program. It's not online. Come for a prayer program. Or gather people in your place to pray. Go out on the streets. Walk around and pray. We need to repent and cry out for God to show us mercy. Read the Bible. Know the word. Because if you know the truth, it will set you free. Read the book of Revelation. Read the book of Daniel, Daniel 2. Read the book of Matthew 24. Know what God is saying in this season so that you can be able to help other people come to Christ. If you've received the vaccine, you can cast it out. Just You have to repent. If you repent, you cry out for deliverance. God will in sin, infinite mercy deliver you, and we've seen it done many times. And we also do deliverance for the vaccine. Make sure that uh, you pray and ask the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus to cleanse you. God will, because we've seen him. He's a merciful God. Even in Revelation, when things get really, really bad, he's always saying the people of the world do not repent. He just wants us to repent and come back to him. And I can, and if I can pray before we close. Sure. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everyone listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you, King of Glory, for your, your mercy is amazing. I thank you, Lord, because you will not leave us nor forsake us. I take authority over the prince of the power of the air, over this nation, over every veil of darkness that's upon the minds of people. We command it to burst and burn in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh God, that by your mercy, O oh God, you will release the fire of God to flow through our nation. The blood of Jesus will go through our nation and atone for our sins. Father, you said in your word, O oh God, that if you don't draw us, we cannot come to you. Draw us as a nation. Draw us as a people back to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the valley of dry bones, they could not wake themselves up. They needed a prophet to prophesy, but most importantly, we needed the wind of God. Father, as we prophesy that the dry bones in this nation will come alive, the dry bones in the churches will come alive. Oh, wind of God, oh, four winds, blow over our nation and wake us up from slumber in the name of Jesus, that we might rejoice in you. Revive us again, oh God, that we might rejoice in you. Can we serve you in the grave? Can we praise you when we're sick? Can we praise you when we're terrified? Oh God, arise in your mercy, oh God. Contend with those that are contending with us. 
contend with those that want to destroy us, O oh God, and save our nation. I rebuke the spirit of fear over the nation, over the people right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every spirit of infirmity upon the people in Jesus' name. Father, expose this diabolic plan, O oh God, and bring them down in the name of Jesus. For those that have received the vaccine, I bring repentance on their behalf. And I pray that the blood of Jesus will flow through them and go deep into their DNA and begin to regenerate and recreate them and redeem them from that vaccine in Jesus' name. That the Bible says strangers will submit and they'll be afraid out of their close places. That every stranger that has been injected in anyone listening to the sound of my voice, I command them to jump out right now and go one way to the pit where they belong in the name of Jesus. But I pray for your hand of mercy and protection upon all of us, including your son here that is standing, oh God, for this nation, standing and fighting all the patriots, oh God. That you protect them, you will teach them, you give them power and strength in Jesus' name. That our voices will be promoted and the world will hear us. In the name of Jesus, King of glory, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, God bless you, sir.